0: Welcome back to She Can Talk. I am your host, your long lost host. I'm like the Sasquatch or the Bigfoot out here. You can't find me. Where is she? Where is she? Your host, Colleen, a.k.a. Gungle MC. If you want to know what I be doing with the music, if you don't hear the little songs I've been dropping or want to see what mixtapes I've been on and what radio stations have been playing me, you can go on over to Gungle MC. Um, Colleen Eat Wings on Instagram if you want to know what foods I have been tasting lately, what I have been chopping up and sauteing. We are in full summertime swing right now so you know it's going to be some grill 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 with a little bit of twist because that's how I do or if you just want to keep up with everything and just want to go to one place one stop shop just go over to the website www.doerecords.com once again that's www.doerecords.com I want to say first and foremost I'm gonna keep it funky with y'all I can't even make no more promises with y'all. I'm just going to be accountable. Like a girl be mad busy. Okay. Mad, mad busy. I I don't want to go into it. I'm not even trying to make no excuses. Massively busy. But at the same time, I am very proud to say that I have been doing a thing of my one of my goals has been taking myself back and taking some time back for myself. So I have felt like you know, very proud of being able to do so and being able to enjoy a lot of great moments with family and friends privately. Because that's the thing, I think that, um, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm getting old, maybe I'm getting, um, just jaded by a whole bunch of things but I feel like social media is overrated these days it's overrated we're living we're dying by social media literally figuratively and I'm kind of over it you know so I'm um always been a nature person so I love you know the beach you know like riding bikes being outdoors barbecuing that's what I love right and um I feel like nowadays a lot of things we have to insert time in for, Oh, let me get this picture so I could post it on social media. Oh, stop and let me get a picture of the food. Oh, wait a minute. Get a picture of me so we could post it on social media. And I mean, I get it. Our parents had cameras. They took pictures. I remember the eighties when the Polaroid was really in effect. And it was like the big thing to not have to bring, I'm I'm probably telling myself and my age right now, but I wasn't, I was a kid in the eighties, but it was a big thing when like say my mom would send the film away she had bought like a 35 millimeter camera and back in those days those cameras were like hella expensive in the 80s and it was the one that you drop the film in it and you hit go snap the picture automatic focus whatever and you get the film it rewinds the film and you just drop it in a joint I forgot what it was but it was like she had like some Almost like a book club, but like a film club where she had the envelopes. I don't know where she got them from. And she just dropped them in there and sent it off, you know, dropped it in the mail. And then a couple of days later, pictures would come out, you know, would be in the same envelope in a mail a couple of days later. That was like one of the exciting things I remember about being a kid was, the, the um, you know, like waiting for the pictures to be developed because you relive the vacation again, you know, like say if we went on vacation or we went somewhere, you know, we took a lot of pictures and a lot of family events. Then, you know, a couple of weeks pass. my mom's like, oh yeah, let me develop this film. Then we look at the pictures again and we're literally taken back into that, um, you know, that experience, that family memory. So, um, We don't really have that anymore. Like everything is instant, instant, instant gratification, you know? So my phone has, I don't know if it's a new thing that, you know, Samsung has been doing or maybe I'm just paying attention now, but I noticed that lately my phone has been giving me like just books, memories, memory books, you know, like, like, Hey, this is what you were doing three years ago today and it'll pop up. And some of the best pictures that brings me back into those moments have never been posted on social media. That's what I think is so dope. And that's what's been making me feel like, you know, I don't know what's this, but the technology is talking to me and telling me, Hey, leave the technology alone and enjoy life. Sometimes you don't have to post everything. You don't have to posture every time and be upfront, you know, just enjoy life. Right. So that's what I've been doing a lot lately. Am I, do I feel any way about it? No, I have been doing radio interviews. I don't know if you have caught. I did a radio interview with, um, 97.7 Outlaw Radio out of Canada last month. That was really dope. Shout out to DJ Immortal up there. He got, um, Moon Rocks and Dirty Diamonds and the Coldest Ever in heavy rotation in Canada in the, um, I want to say it's the Ontario area, but shout out to Canada nonetheless, because it's showing me love, Gangalee love. I appreciate it. We love you. And I appreciate it. I did a dope, really dope um, interview with him last month. I was so blessed because he just was like, Hey, I really like what you're doing. I want to get, you know, interview, just hit me up, I was like, let's do it. So I was able to chop it up with him. If you get a chance, you can go on to several sites, but I also know you can go on dolerecords.com and definitely see that interview as well or a link to that interview as well. Really, really cool thing. Um, of course, I dropped The Coldest Ever on my birthday this year. You know, just gonna do a little quick recap. That single is still streaming on all digital platforms. The Coldest Ever, produced by Hubby himself, Colossal TV, Colossal Beats, aka Big Chuck, on them emails, you know what I'm saying, and, um, yeah, so that's the coldest ever, we dropped that, then I followed that up with, um, a mixtape joint out of Germany, so shout out to the Golden Sneakers, shout out to, um, Three Stock Records out in Germany, they did all-female collab, you know, project, compilation project, and once again, shout out to big Chuck, a.k.a. Colossal TV, Colossal Beats for, you know, providing me with the soundtrack or the beats for Dirty Diamond. So that was a, another collab following up to The Coldest Ever. Then right after that, shortly after that, I collabed with Freedom, a.k.a. Free, Free Freedom Lyles um, from New York. Worked with Angie Stone, D'Angelo, worked with Moni Love, a lot of classic um, heavy hitters in the game. He is a classic heavy hitter, Grammy award winner in the game himself. So I was blessed and honored to be able to um, work with him on a song called Moon Rocks. And we released that in April, April 22nd. So four 22 So our girl has been busy. Okay. And there's a lot more stuff that I've been doing, but I don't want to jinx it or talk about it until it happens. You know, you just, just the way the world we're living in right now. But, um, on the home front I've been doing, which is making my life as busy as well, but it has settled down in the last couple of months here. We said, you know, we want to research reducing our carbon footprint is, you know, my family in the house, our home, et cetera. So Colossals was really very excited about, you know, solar panels. And he said, let's look into that. I think that'd be something that would help us out a with, you know, the bills. We have a nice size house and no kids. And why the hell is the light bill so high? But anyway, so, um, you know, but we do have a lot of stuff, like a lot of equipment, et cetera, whatever. And, um he was like well, i think we should look into that so i will say shout out to once again colossal tv he did the research on that and it took us a couple of months there and a lot of yes and no's and no i don't like and yes i like because uh you know we basically got a new roof and solar panels you know because that ultimately it's going to reduce our carbon footprint in the world, you know, and uh, we're, we're excited about that. Don't, you know, it was a, a, just like with, you know, us buying a house. I, one day I'm gonna do an episode and tell you about the journey of us buying a house. Because one thing I would say about Colossal and I, if you don't know us personally, is we do a lot of research and we're very DIY if, as you can see with the record label, as, as you can see with the music, like we're very DIY, DIY. We do it ourselves, you know, or maybe D-I-O, uh, DIO. in this case, cause we do it ourselves as a team. So same thing with house hunting, you know, like we, um, I think I did an episode about, you know, redlining and about, um, people looking at you and just your visual, your physical, and then want to place you in a neighborhood that they think you would be fine with. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Just because I got dreads, you know, speaking of which I will tell you about that as well. But, um, you know, all of that, I'm gonna have to make an episode about that. We're going to talk about that soon, but I'm rambling and rambling and rambling. And I don't want to do that. This is what I want to do. I want to get into today's topic. As you can see by the title, it's called Moon Rocks, McDonald's, and Mayhem. Okay. A lot of things has happened over the last couple of months at this point since we spoke last, right? Um Kevin Samuels passed away. I believe I spoke about that in my last episode. A lot of Manosphere versus Tea Party on YouTube. I don't, I'm not really a part of any of those atmospheres or gr- groups. I just kind of am entertained by the, you know, standing on the sideline, being entertained. But um I've seen a lot of that go on. Seen um just a lot of madness and mayhem going on throughout the cities, a lot of increase in violence, a lot of increase in, you know, gun violence, so much stuff, you know, so I don't really want to drear you down and dredge you down on this here 4th of July weekend with, you know, a lot of that negative energy because you know what you can do? You can go to your social media timeline and one thing will guarantee be for sure, you'll be able to see some BS behind or around any of the topics of BS that I do not want to talk about. You know, feel free to entertain yourselves Over there, And that's another reason why I said, you know what, I'm going to step back a little bit from my consumption of social media because, you know, if things that I like, you don't get, they don't get pushed to the forefront. Instead, I'm getting force fed these um, feeds of people I don't know because your algorithms think this is what I would like, you know, and it's just just disheartening and disinteresting because I'm following, you know, people that can potentially open up doors and opportunities for me. If I'm not seeing them in my timeline, I could potentially be missing out on opportunities, right? But um, Instagram feels like you're not worthy of seeing the people that you chose to follow. Instead, I'm gonna force feed you a whole bunch of bullshit. So that's another reason why I'm just like, you know, I'm kind of really just over the, everything trying to control your way of thought and control how you think and your perception. So I had to take that back for myself a little bit, you know, like, you know what, let me woo sa. And this way I could come and give you guys a hell of an episode without the BS and fluff and me trying to feel like I'm trying to make an episode for you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But today I felt compelled to talk to you all. So um, we're going to go in reverse of the title, okay? So, like, the title is Moon Rocks, McDonald's, and Mayhem. I'm going to start with the mayhem first to get it out the way, guys. It's been mayhem all week, and, um, you know, if you're listening to this today, it's July 1st. However, the last couple of months, you know, let me take that back. It's been mayhem <laughs> really for a long time now in in the United States of America. But um, a lot of things has happened. You know, they reverse Roe versus Wade. A lot of people are upset about that. A lot of people feel like it's going to hurt um, the black women population and the black community more than it will hurt any other community. I literally was like, well, let me look at it, you know, because I can easily say that, but um, let's look at numbers, you know. So I pulled it up. I just was like, you know. I, you know, somebody might be like, oh, you know, do better research than Google, whatever. But I Googled it and I was just like, you know, are black women more likely or higher, you know, is a higher rate among black women with abortions, right? Because I'm looking around at people that I know that are black women and black women have four and five kids with husbands, despite what the media and despite what society will tell you. My grandmother and my grandfather, and they might, you might be like, oh, well, that was old in times. But I'm just giving you an example. My grandmother and grandfather had six children together, raised into one house until they both respectively passed on to their, to the heavens. Okay. So I seen that in person. Now, present day, I'm seeing not even in addition to, you know, women and men my age, I'm seeing generations after me even more you know, committed to preserving the black family, getting married, having children, and having multiple children, like three and four within their family. So to say, you know, I don't know what they're looking at, but I'm not seeing it. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong and you can say, oh, it's happening. Because I don't doubt that it's not happening. But I just don't see it as, maybe I'm removed from it. So maybe that's something that you guys can help me with. But um, what I'm saying is I see like a lot of black, people, women making families, you know what I'm saying? I'm seeing same sex couples that are black making families, you know, like giving birth to their children. So I'm not seeing this abortion, like scare that everyone's talking about. Now, am I, um, anti-abortion or pro-life or what have you, you know, I'm gonna tell you like this. I am on a case by case basis, meaning that, um, you know, something can happen with, you know, the woman could be, you know, maybe she could die from having this baby or maybe the baby, has a defect that cannot be fixed or, you know, or maybe the baby can't, will suffer before dying if it's given birth to, you know what I'm saying? Like it could be so many different complicated scenarios and who are we to be like, Oh, you know, they deserve to be here and suffer. I don't know. I don't know. So it just really depends on, you know, what it is, you know, it's a case by case basis to me now, you know, Oh girl gets raped. Definitely you know, um, molested by a relative. Definitely. You know? So like I said, case by case basis, if you want to use it as a form of birth control, I don't know. I think that's a pretty risky and very, um, I don't know, expensive to the body. I don't know about your finances. Maybe you can afford multiple like that, but expensive to your body to have multiple abortions like that. Anyway, It's like a horrible fucking procedure. I've seen people go through it. I've seen where they mentally break down, you know what I'm saying, from it. I've seen where, you know, some people snap back and act like nothing ever happened. And then years down the line, it hit them like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? What did I do? So this is not something that you can walk away from, you know, either way you look at it. And it is something that definitely you would have to, you have to be in that moment and know what's right for you to, um, you know, make that decision. So do I feel like this is fair? This is you know, they're going back, whatever. I really don't know. Me personally, I'm out of that age of where I would even consider having an abortion for any reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have any kids, however, I'm not, you know, I don't want to say selfish for lack of a better word, but I'm, you know, if God blesses me and Colossal with children, we're having kids. Like I told him that all the time. I was like, it'll just be another person in here looking at me like, what are we eating? And it'll be a family. And that's it. I got me. It's Colossal, myself and Marley, the dog. That's the family here. However, if we expand, we expand. That's the age we're at, but we're established. We're financially stable. We're in a different place than someone who might be 20, might, you know, not know what they want to do, might not have a a steady direction and, you know, whatever. Now, I still wouldn't even recommend it to them because it's, that's just me, you know, I guess living and being what I've been through at the age I'm at, my opinions are different. And then for those opinions, you know, I would like to debate with someone about them. I don't want to just spew out my opinions, you know, to you all, because it is, it's a very sensitive subject, but to see that it has been overturned, like how many years later? Amazing. I was like, wow, that's <laughs> archaic, I guess. But um, I I, you know, I don't want to go there to, to make this real political, but I would always say this. If there's something that's catching your attention, you better look around the room and see what else is going on in the room because they're distracting you for a reason. So I'll leave it at that. Um, A couple other things. Oh, I'm going to bring up some more recent times as of this week here. So recently, and before I even get into that, I'm going to start talking to you about R. Kelly because I'm not going to spend a lot of time on R. Kelly. So I'm going to start talking about R. Kelly first because we're going to still keep it on the mayhem. We're going to keep it on the mayhem. So um, R. Kelly was sentenced, I believe, in New York this season. Oh, it's this season. (laughs) I look at me like it's a show. This week here, R. Kelly was sentenced to 30 years in jail, 30 years. Now, I guess we can say um, he had 30 years of him trolling. So they gave him, you know, just the amount of years you know, back, <laughs> I guess you got to pay that back. But um, we were talking about that last night, Colossal and I, because like when things happen, like say when DMX passed away, we played DMX's albums, music, videos, movies, you know, saying Chadwick Boseman, I watched Black Panther like 80,000 times. I can't even lie. Like, you know, a lot of people and I differ on the Bill Cosby situation because like I said, I always say Bill Cosby was, you know, the 80s father to a lot of us in the homes that didn't have fathers, I'll put it like that, right? So, and inspired us to go to college and to be doctors and lawyers and to aspire to be something other than, you know, baby mother, basketball player, whatever. Which right now, both of those are paying really well. So, I don't know, I, maybe I shouldn't have listened to Bill's shit. But anyway, Um. so when we heard that he got, um, when we heard that R. Kelly was sentenced to 30 years, I said, man, should we, should we watch Trapped in the Closet? Like, you know, like, he was like, that sounds like we'd be celebrating. (laughs) I'm like, well, in a weird way, we should celebrate, right? But I don't know, like, I don't know how to feel because, you know, people are like, should we play his music? I freaking love R. Kelly's music. That's a shame. I haven't played it in a long time. Like, I'm not going out my way to find an R. Kelly song and blast it or whatever, but, you know. I don't know. I feel like the Trapped in the Closet whole opera thing was amazing. It was, like, totally out the box. And, you know, for him to come up with that, it was amazing. So I was like, should we watch Trapped in the Closet? Colossal looked to be like, girl, what are you talking about? (laughs) But anyway, so the mayhem of R. Kelly, he got 30 years. But I'm understanding now that was just one state because I guess he was going between state lines with these girls or what have you. So he's going – from state to state to collect these charges, but I also feel like this, and and this is my one and done, and then we can move off from the, um, R. Kelly topic, but my thing is this, um, anyone who heard about his activity from the late 90s, early 2000s, and let his, their kid, or whoever their whoever they care about, go with him, that's on them. Now, I'm not saying, oh, you know, they should have not put him in jail and, you know, he should let him walk free. No, but he has been doing this for over 30 years. Like I was saying to, um, Colossal last night talking about R. Kelly. I was like, I literally grew up throughout his whole trifness. literally grew up. I remember being in New York, like 15, 16 years old. He was in a group call and maybe even younger than that, honestly, because, I was on some bullshit, but anyway, went to a Showtime at the Apollo. One of my homegirls' mom got tickets for the screening, so, like, we're literally going to the show, and let me correct that. Not really a screening, but a filming. We They actually were filming Showtime at the Apollo, and then, um, so it was filming, like, on a Tuesday in the afternoon. I'll never forget. It was, like, 5 o'clock. We was standing in line. We probably got in there, like, around, you know, 6, 7. And then got out of there. It was dark. It was like 10, 11 o'clock. So it was like a whole day, all night situation. And they actually filmed two episodes in the time that we were there. But um, in this one, you know, particular show, which is the reason why we wanted to go, was because our Kelly was in a group called r kelly and public announcement probably telling my age but i digress but um that was his first group and back in those days he had a song called vibe when it was like shanita got it i say anita got it they never say my name in the song well you know it means irish girl so there you go but um they would always you know he would shout out the girls in the song and they had a couple of a couple of hits right before he became the phenomenon r kelly so they were performing at showtime at the Apollo. Me and my high school friends were there to show. I'll never forget that, you know, because it's very telling of, you know, leading up to today. And I was like, oh, my God, I could have been a victim, but not really. And that's, that's always my that's always my joke. But um. Yeah, at the show, we're up front. We're like, oh, my God, screaming R. Kelly Public Announcement. He's running around the stage. He had a guy running up back and forth on the stage and it had a sign. And it was like, you got to be 18 and over or 18 and over on a sign. So he was singing, you know, running his reps. He's like, do you want to come home with me? Do you want to come home with me? And all the girls were like, yeah, oh my God. You like, well, you got to be 18. You got to be 18. So he's like basically recruiting young girls, you know, from the stage to come home with him in um harlem at the apollo and so we're like oh my god i'm 18 honey nowhere near 18 i probably wasn't even 16 to be honest with you but i'm like i'm 18 and then of course you know the show proceeded on and that was that so i never met r kelly nothing like that nor you know i you know what i have wanted to based on everything else but what i'm gonna say is that was my first encounter with r kelly i was about 15 years old majority of the crowd, it was a mixed crowd. I'm not going to say everybody there was young, but we were a pretty young, hype crowd, you know, in this in this um, screen, filming or whatever. But um, I know that I wasn't an 18, and I'm just looking around, like how many of us weren't 18 who were there? But um, from that part, I said, you know, I, I literally watched this man's whole career from him rising up, the stardom, the plateau, and the fall, You know, like I grew up on this music. So I can say now a couple of years later, I'm in college in Virginia. And I mean, this is when he really blew. He had um, all his songs and he was doing a remix. It's like um, nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. And he's like, show. And once again, he was like, show me some ID before I get me deep into you. I don't see. I don't see nothing wrong. I bet you didn't see nothing wrong, right? So I'm in college, and I was in college, freshman year, 17 years old, you know? So I was not 18, 19 as a freshman. I'm 17 years old, literally uh, fresh at my mom's house in college, you know, young kid. So hearing this music, you like, oh, my God, R. Kelly. And then knowing, you know, I followed him up until this point musically, I was excited to hear that. So then, um, and I said that I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on him, but here we are, right? So from there, you know, years, you know, a couple of years later, then you hear about the tape, the infamous tape now. And I remember like, I was joking with um, Colossal last night saying like, yo, we literally act like it was a um, a party or a viewing party or like it was a video release because my home girl was like, yo, I got it. And just to show you how um, long ago it was, she had on VHS tape and she was like, yo, I got it. Meet me in my house tonight. Bring food, bring drinks. We're watching this tape. And, um, yeah, you know, we're young. We're just like, oh, my God, we're going to see. And, you know, when you're young and immature and you go into something like, oh, I'm going to see this tape, you're not thinking about, like, who's a victim? Is this right? Or, you know, whatever, all that stuff that we would think of as an adult. And we're just like, I want to see R. Kelly's dick, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, or whatever. And so that was one of the smallest features of the movie. But I will say that, um after watching it, we all were a little disgusted. I'll just put it like that. And we were like, you know, like we, we thought it was going to be like, I don't know. I honestly really don't know what we thought it was going to be because we were young, you know. But, um, yeah, because I could just speak for myself. I don't know what I thought it was going to be. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to see R. Kelly doing it. I don't know. But it was really derogatory, you know, like my, just my viewing of it. And that was still – I'm still in like, you know, my 20s, you know, early 20s when we we're watching that. So then now, years later, you know, we're hearing, you know, here stuff, here, you're hearing stuff there, you're seeing little. And I'm just like, how long, you know, are they just gonna keep joking him? Cause it's not funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's really doing the stuff that they're saying he's doing, that means people know that he's doing it, you know? So how long is that gonna happen? And, people be victimized and it's just a, f- a game or it's fun or it's funny because it's groupie love or it's, you know, you're supposed to do the groupies like that. I don't know. I don't know. So thank God I never put myself in that type of situation to find out. Right. But, um, yeah. So I feel like with the whole thing with him, it was always there, you know, and it was known about a lot of people knew about what he was doing. Then let's bring it up to a little bit more present day, not, present day 2022, but I think it was about 18, 19, when he did the Surviving R. Kelly documentary. That was terrible. I mean, literally when I went to work the next day after watching the Surviving R. Kelly, I want to say it was like two parts or something. I don't remember because I only watched it one time, but um, that's all every woman can talk about at work. And it doesn't matter what race they were, what age they were, what their background was, what were their religious beliefs or cultural beliefs. Everyone was shocked about this documentary, the surviving R. Kelly documentary. So it opened, it put more eyes on his situation in a real perspective instead of joking about it because, um, like, for example, it was a thing that was known within the, um, black community, I guess. So we have like, for example, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle put a crazy spotlight on it he did a whole video piss on you pee on you whatever and um he was playing r kelly then he had a trial because he had several trials before this one and so he did a parody of the trial and he's like there go r kelly with his id p because basically that's how blatant it was in the video like it was him you know allegedly He can't even say allegedly more he's going to jail for it but whatever you know looks very very similar and everything so To see all of that stuff before is like who in their right mind would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to let this guy mentor my daughter for she wants to be a singer, a young and up and coming girl under 21. I'm going to let this guy be her mentor. Literally, when I arrested him, he was like 50 something years old or whatever with two 19 year olds, like a 19 and a 20 year old. Like, really? My 19 year old self and my 20 year old self compared to myself today is two different women. Two different, one was a girl and one is a woman, two different people, you know, the way you think, the way you act, the actions you take Two two different people. Right. But, um, and that's the thing that I always try to say to people, like, you can't say that this person's ready just by looking at them because you don't know what their mental capacity is, what their emotional intelligence level is. So many things involved, right? So you would take your child just because she sings great and bring him to R. Kelly's hotel, not even the studio take me to the studio first, not the hotel. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if I'm here to be working with you in a music capacity, then let's go at the studio. And we already know from the previous ex- relationship we had with Aaliyah, I f- completely left out this equation here, but um, so many red flags. He married her when she was an underage child you know, and, um, you know, there's a lot of NDA, a lot of gag orders around and her family's, you know, circled the wagons around that whole situation. So they don't talk about it because, you know, it's kind of, I could imagine it's kind of embarrassing to be like, yo, I let my 12 year old or my 14 year old go with this grown man and live in an apartment in a town that I'm nowhere near, like whatever. But, um, yeah, so I feel like he shouldn't be the only one going down, you know, about time, but it's it's still more work to be done. Am I the judge and jury? No. Do I feel like, oh, this is the end all be all and this is what he needs to happen? I don't know. Like I'm not here to say who's right and who's wrong. But I will feel like this. The girl, something clearly happened to those victims. They talked about it, they live it. You can look at them, you can see the shine and the the light dimmed in their eyes. And that documentary, you could just see where they were affected, right? So where were their parents? Right. Where were the guardians? Where were the people that could have kept them from around them? Because, um, like I said, this when I talked about Bill Cosby and his whole debacle. Right. It's the same thing. It was a 17 year old girl in the Playboy Mansion who was later allegedly victimized by Bill Cosby. Where are the parents of these kids? You know, because at certain times, in certain scenarios, we'll say, oh, they're grown enough. They're big enough to do this. Right. But are they are they emotionally intelligent enough to handle the situation that they're in? are they um mentally capable of being in adult-like situations at such a you know certain age are they developed because some people develop faster than others some people are late bloomers so I just feel like if the age is a standard of hey this is what we shouldn't do under this age or we shouldn't touch under this age then he's wrong if that's the case right but then it could then it gets a little gray right because um like I said recently when he Arrested him and whatever Cause it seemed like he's been in jail forever now But whenever they arrested him And everything went to shit for him He was living with a 19 year old And a 20 year old Even though somebody might be like Oh they're 18 and they're old they're grown No No Sometimes you might want to check in On your 18 year old And your 19 year old And your 20 year old too Cause I don't think they're fully Emotionally intelligent Even though you see A lot of these young kids Are doing great things And you're like Wow damn I wish I was making money like that When I was their age Or how did they become so innovative You know, they got technology, social media, a lot of things that advance them, but are they emotionally intelligent to handle the stuff that they're exposed to, right? So I think that, um, it should be a lot more people should be responsible for that. And I'm hopping off of that horse. That's mayhem, 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 which is going to lead me into this week because it's more mayhem, but we're going to talk about McDonald's. And by no means am I talking about actually McDonald's, but I'm talking about a father who allegedly? Because I want to tell you guys, it's so hilarious. Um, has a baby mother, or this was a scenario. Let me break it down. And it's so vi- it went viral this week. So I already know you guys seen this, but it was a girl who said she's going to expose her baby father for only bringing mcdonald's for his kid and not the rest of the kids and then she took the mcdonald's and threw it out and it went viral and everybody was like so hurt and everybody was like this girl's stupid she's wrong you know i i was even in my feelings like I, it triggered me because i was just like you know one thing about me i guess because when you come from um humble beginnings and then honestly my family Growing up, we never struggled was without food. But in my 20s, them college years, I struggled without food. That wasn't my mom and them. And that was me struggling. You know what I'm saying? And you go through those days, and you be like, damn, and your $5 is just got to last a week type of thing, right? When young adult, and you trying to find your way. So I always have it in my heart to be like, yo, if I can, I will feed people. Like, yo, if you come through, we got food. If we got enough, you can eat. Like, I'm not the type of person, like, no. Or hide food because we all got to eat. So this kids especially i'm going to find a way like I, yo you know what i'm saying find a way from so every time i would think of something or like something would trigger me to be motivated i would like class you know she could have asked him for her. we drove past um some place and it was like she could have got like a 10 piece from there <laughs> for for 10 or you know what i'm saying like i know the girl or something like she could have asked him for 5 dollar burgers from Wendy's or something like i know some place sell dollar burgers i was so intent on trying to fix and trying to fix this girl's problem with not being able to feed the kids because her food stamps didn't get hit until the 11th right and then um i started seeing people you know online going crazy about it you know you see Charlemagne and envy had people calling into the breakfast club like what would you do if that was your baby mother what would you do if you were the baby mother you know getting their points and takes on it you know people are saying how you know she's stupid and oh but you know they saw she did a response video and they were saying like um Oh, but you had time to get your nails done, your lashes done. This is why black men did outside their race. This is why we don't like you black women. Like just going off, like anything that was underlined or anything that was bubbling right under the surface. You seen a lot of men get vocal about that this week when it came to this girl at McDonald's. Right. And then me as a woman is just like, oh, my God, I'm just so tired of us as black women being at the bottom of the fucking, you know, emotional pile, you get to kick us around, throw dirt on us, and be like, they deserve it, look at them, they're black, they deserve it, we don't, we don't, and we're mothers and nurturers, and a hell of a lot of, you know, good people as well, but um, here goes the kicker, the girl is a YouTube content creator, the girl is a YouTube content creator, So she creates these skits where I don't know if that's her boyfriend or what, but it's clearly them together and they do these skits just like how you see people go out into the street and do like those, oh, I'm, you know, pretend robberies, which, you know, I think not that long ago a guy with a YouTuber tried to do like a fake robbery on someone and they end up killing him and they had every right to because they were defending themselves. They didn't know about the prank. They weren't a part of the prank. Right. So, um, Some people do that for that real life shock value, that real life, oh, it looks real, so we're gonna get more, it's gonna go viral more. Good job to them, because it went viral, okay? Her name is like Elise McGlaston, and she's on TikTok, she's on YouTube, and she's on Instagram. And she does baby mother versus the wife or the girlfriend skits, and that's her whole topic. So she'll have skits where she's like, the drunk girlfriend or the fighting girlfriend or the ignorant baby mother, you know, the ratchet baby mother or whatever the case is. Right. And she has she does these skits with a guy. I don't know if that's her boyfriend or not, but they do them together like they're in the relationship. It just so happened, I guess, because um, like, they have some in Walmart. They have some in like, you know, different stores and, you know, different things. I guess this one seems so, more, uh, so much more authentic than the others because you seen him pull up to the house and she's like, I'm about to expose him. And she got the camera on him, you know, before he even pulls up and then you see the whole thing play out. Right. So a lot of people took it to heart and a lot of people thought that it was real myself included, because I'm sitting here and I'm telling you for like the last couple of days, I'm trying to figure out how can I get them food? Like why she didn't ask him for $10? Why she didn't make spaghetti? Like, I made spaghetti the other night. I was like, babe, she could have made spaghetti for the kids. Like I would, it-, it bothered me just of the fact that, even if you, um, I mean, maybe I was just raised like that. Like, even if you don't have a way, you got to make a way for the kids. Right. So, you know, I, you know, if I have to make a way for myself, I got to make sure. And these are my kids. I got to make sure they eat. So I'm not, there's no compromise there. You know, that's just me. I don't have any kids, but that would be me nonetheless. Like there's no compromise. If I'm eating, he got to eat too, you know? So I guess that part for me, as well as a lot of people, it was triggering, as far as like, um, damn, she just was like, I don't got no food stamps to the eleventh, and you could you bring in one happy meal around, right? Because I was like, well, damn, maybe if she would have explained it to him, you know, because she kind of has like an understandable. I'm not saying it's valid because, dude, you should have planned accordingly. But she had kind of a valid reason if it was real. Because now that I found out it's a skit, I don't really. I took my emotion out of the situation, but when I was emotionally involved, like the rest of the internet, I was like, you know, she could have. Maybe asked him nicely. Maybe she could have did this. Like she didn't have to be so ignorant because it makes the. You know how they say like for example, <clears throat> one white person is just that one white person. One Spanish person is just that one Spanish person. But they say one black person represents the whole race. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I hate that shit, but that's how it always been. So it's like ah damn it. We as black women always going through a lot of them. You know bottom of the barrel shit here we go again with this bullshit did you really if you can't feed <clears throat> none of the kids take that one burger and cut it into four and feed them like you threw it away so that part was triggering for me and I guess a couple of other people but I'm happy to know it was a skit a skit that she's currently using to continue to troll people because she did another part like I'm the one y'all looking for and and so I think it's probably going to be, like, a few more days before people fully catch on and realize that it's a skit. But look her up. Look her up. Her name is Elise, but it's spelled, like, maybe Elizabeth. And she just put Elise McGlaston. So it might be short for, like, Elizabeth, but it's just the way it spells like, E-Liz and then McGlaston. But she's a YouTube content creator. And um, her skits are baby daddy, girlfriend, baby mama, slash, slash, you know, all that type of stuff. But um, I don't know, like. Are they funny? I think they kind of lean towards, you know, you know, stero- ignorant, stereotypical stereotypes or whatever, I guess. But um, I understand it. She's making a content for herself. And this right here is sending her through the roof. It made it viral. So I hope people understand. And I hope people can get out their feelings that they know now that it's a skit. It's a skit. I understand that we are all going through stuff in this day and age. But it's a skit. Relax. But um, I thought I was done with Mayhem. I forgot to tell you. This just came across my desk. This just in. Did you guys hear? I got to pull it up and make sure it's real before I go there, y'all. Just came across the desk. I'm lying. I saw about it early. I heard about it early, I should say. But um, I just want to go ahead and pull it back up. Yeah, so yeah, because it's, now it's everywhere. So Carnival Cruise. <laughs> the carnival cruise, which funny, oddly enough, I've taken, um, a couple of cruises on carnival. I figured that, um, that might be the more younger, more vibrant, like, Oh, if I want to hit some hip hop on the cruise, I might like it type of thing. And I was right. It was cool. Um, I do want to try some of the more opulent, more serene cruises, you know, I've been highly recommended to some Norwegians, some Royal Caribbeans, but right now, me personally, I don't even know if I want to be on a cruise because it's, it's mayhem everywhere, but um, I had a, a good experience a um, couple of times I cruised with Carnival, me and Colossal, so I can't complain about it personally for us, but when this came across my um, news feed today, I was like, what, no, so I had to look it up, and it is true carnival cruise line and it's the carnival magic and i guess they were making a lot of magic on this cruise um the last couple of days here but um apparently it was i don't know where they went i think they went to the caribbean from jersey or new york ports but up there somewhere they go on a cruise eight days this is literally the last night on the cruise and they're pulling back into the port on the more in the morning and of course You have to end your vacation with a bang, I guess. Um, (laughs) No pun intended, or maybe I did. But um, apparently, they ended it with a big bang on this cruise, the Carnival Magic, this week here. Apparently, they had an up to 60 person brawl or basically rumble in the sea (laughs) over a threesome that happened on the ship. So I was like, wait, what? (laughs) That just took me by surprise. Like, were all these people together? Like, what? So it's still a lot of questions with this, um, with the whole thing, because they said that it was um, a a fight broke out on the dance floor at about 5 in the morning or something they said. And I was like, 5 in the morning because I know – that when I cruised on Carnival, and we went to, you know, we left out of Florida, of course, and we went to, like, the Bahamas, Mexico, et cetera, but when we cruised a couple of times, the dance floor was closed, like, I think no later than 2.30, you know, it was like, all right, dance floor closed, we could still, like, roam around the ship and do whatever, it was still stuff to do, but as far as the actual clubs, they had a time frame, so I was like, really, and I mean, like, the doors were closed, I don't know, but this, like I said, came out of, um, New York or New Jersey, and they went to the Caribbean, I think, and came back to New York. So, um, yeah, apparently, I don't know how many people were involved, but it was apparently a threesome. I don't know if it was two men and one woman or vice versa. I don't know the details and the specifics. But um, the other significant others of these people that were involved in the threesome got into a brawl with, I don't know, the other people. So then it spilled out into being a 60-person brawl, chairs being thrown. I've seen some um, clips of it on YouTube, and I noticed that a lot of the people that were fighting were wearing all white, like it was an all-white party. So it makes me feel like, was it like a family reunion type of thing, or was it like a, a group trip, and then maybe, you know, they already knew each other and had history and then got on the cruise and let the sea carry them away into a threesome you know, or maybe something they've been doing, and they just escalated to the cruise, but to me, <clears throat> the energy I got from looking at the, the shorts that I've seen on YouTube, I feel like they knew each other, the, the 60 or so people that may have been involved knew each other, and because it was clearly an all-white, I mean, I don't know, unless the cruise ship is telling everybody, like, we're all-white for certain parties or whatever, I know they tell you to dress up for certain events, like black tie affair, captain's dinner, etc., but, um, I don't know. I don't know what was the actual itinerary on this ship or what was the requirements for this actual event. But I noticed that that they were all in all white. So I was like and then with the dance floor being to 530, I don't know how it works. Maybe they had, you know, rented out a dance floor or, you know, for a certain time frame for their family reunion to have fun and have like an all white party on the ship. I don't know. So um, if you guys know, feel free to share that with me. But what I can tell you is just by looking at that, it was pure, pure mayhem. And I'm like, why? Why are we doing this, guys? Why? You know, so it just didn't matter where you were at. (laughs) or You know, the Internet is going to keep you entertained for sure. And that's how it was this week. So I really didn't want to, um, you know, give my opinions on anything. I'm just giving my, you know, like what I feel like this is the energy I feel. Cause I don't know anything guys. I'm not going to sit up here and be like, you know, this is what it was. Cause I don't know about any of the stuff. Like I could just tell you like with the R Kelly stuff, for example, I was just telling you about what I, you know, witnessed in my years of growing up into an adult woman from this artist R Kelly, you know? So many little kids graduated to his, you know, song, I believe I can fly. And, you know, so many people stepped in the name of love. Like he just had so many inspirational songs. So he was there. He was very relevant, you know, and then sometimes it can make it easier for people to get away with stuff like that. I don't know the mayhem. I don't know. I told you guys I was not going to talk about him, hop up the horse and hop back on, but we back off, we back off. So yes, now we're going to go into something a little bit more lighter, but it's still kind of matches the episode so i thought it was perfect to play moon rocks um on this episode here i wanted to give you guys a little insight and a little touch about moon rocks guys before we end this out so i do have a new single streaming i, I will be continuing to put out more stuff but um catch up since last september I have been putting out singles here and there, just seeing what the people like, seeing what the people gravitate to, and I'm having fun doing it. So I hope you guys are enjoying what I'm doing, and I hope that it's entertaining to you all. And I hope that, like I said, my goal is, with this next couple of music, with all of this stuff that I'm doing here, is to help be a soundtrack to your life, especially during these times, you know, like I sit sit in bed sometimes and I'm like, have some wild thoughts, you know, just whatever. And I'm like, I I wonder if I'm the only one that thinks like this, you know? And I know I'm not, you know, I'm not crazy. So I know I'm not because we're human and we have emotions, you know? But I said, you know what? I know with other people that just because I'm having that thought of, I wonder if anyone else is thinking like this, you should write a song about it. So that's what has been motivating me to write music. You know, like my thoughts, my emotions and just saying like, you know what? I want to be able to tap into whoever is willing to tap into me, meaning if it resonates with you, then this is for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really trying to fit into a niche or fit into a sound. I'm just really going with what, what moves me. So um, with that being said, that's why I came about with Moon Rocks. It was like a Sunday and I was like, you know, I want to write, but I don't really want to I don't really know, you know, what I wanna write about. And um I was blessed with some, you know, a, a a bevy of beats from Freedom. Shout out to Aaron, Freedom Lyles, you know, doing big things as always. Um, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down. And to me I had I felt like I had to like do a ceremonial sit down because this is like a legend, you know, on production. So I, it was like, let me go through these beats. And I came across Moon Rocks and it just grabbed me. It, like you know how you get like um butterflies maybe, or you might, your heart might flutter. If you see the girl you like, or the guy you like, you know, that type of thing. So it was like that when I heard the like the, the way the beat dropped. And I instantly just knew what I wanted to write about, you know? So I will not lie. Um, I got a little assistance on the hook, you know, because I wrote out the verses like wrote through verse one wrote through verse two recorded it and I was sitting hookless and I'm like I need this to be something more you know I don't know like I could tie it together but not too harsh you know and the colossal was like yo I think this is dope as you were rapping this is what I hear you know what I was hearing and so shout out to Colossal. I tell you this episode here, you know, I, I got I have a lot of teamwork, make the dream work. You know, like I say, we do a, a lot of DIOs, um, you know, he's like a great support system. So sometimes, you know, I just got to shout him out and, and, and give my flowers to him and also show appreciation. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to do it too much because, you know, I can't be having him gassed up. And Nah, he knows that I always sing his praises and, you know, I'm very grateful for him for sure for sure, for sure, so, um, yeah, he came through with the hook, and I was like, you always want me to sing, you know, I'm not a singer, but it came together, you know, it came together really well, so I'm very proud of it, it's basically like, you know, I wrote this kind of like, right after, you know, quarantine, so people are like, slowly but surely going outside again, and, you know, you're kind of getting yourself back, but then, for me anyway, I guess, because I th- I think I probably might have been a little bit different than others. Like I know family members who work through the pandemic. Like I have a, um, a family member who's a nurse and I was like checking on her daily because she had to go into work, you know, and she had to like take the, the, the COVID test daily temperature checks and different, you know, the, um, the PPP outfits, all that stuff. Like I, I, you know, what I'm saying basically experienced it through her eyes. But um, so, yeah, I had people that, you know, was still active in the world, you know, during the quarantine time. Right. I'm not so much. I was probably 100 percent home. Like, F this, I'm staying home. But with that being said, um, when you come out of that and now you're like, all right, you know, I'm ready to get back out. It kind of made me feel a little. I don't know, I guess a little bit more hesitant or a little bit more aware of my surroundings, you know? And that's one thing that, um, Colossus used to always tell me, like when we first started dating way long ago, <laughs> he used to say, um, you need to pay attention to your surroundings more. And I'm like, I do, you know, I used always like, I'm from New York. What are you talking about? We got to pay attention to our surroundings. You know, but I didn't really get it where he meant until, you know, I guess, as years go on but in particular the last two going on three years you know i didn't really get it until recently like paying attention to your surroundings you know because um it is more than just you know safety is also emotional safety you know like if you're paying attention to your surroundings you can pick up on when someone is not doing well you know what i'm saying or emotionally unstable and that might be safety for you or safety for them, because you could pick up on what's happening. Maybe you'll be more aware of what you're saying, or you might be more um, conscious of what you're doing, you know, because some things can trigger people. You'd be surprised, right? And then not even on a negative, on a violent side, just on a different side, Like, Hey, you might not want to share this good news in this circle. So, you know, pay attention to your surroundings because not everyone is celebrating you, you know, type of thing. So, um, I had to learn that you know I'm not gonna say that I'm a, a perfect or I'm 100% everyone's a work in progress I'm definitely a work in process or progress as you want to say but um I think coming out of the um quarantine at that time and trying to get back into like all right I want to write new music because I dropped a EP La Esmerelda. La Esmeralda. I dropped that in 2020 in the height of the pandemic you know Colossal and I and, uh, it did really well, but, um, I kind of felt like I was just on autopilot musically. And I think I told you this before, you know, I kind of felt like, you know, I have a face up and I'm rapping, but I never took the face off so you could see Colleen. you know, I even recently was thinking about, um, changing my name. Cause I've been making a lot of weird changes lately. I think my family thinks I'm crazy. Um, I thank Colossal for his support because I know he thinks I'm crazy, <laughs> but, um, I've been just thinking about, um, ways to reflect the growth that I've experienced personally, you know, cause they say, you know, learn, you know, when you learn something, you see a change, change happens when you learn something new type of thing. So I guess that's what the journey I've personally been on. Right. But, um, back to moon rocks, when I first came out of quarantine and said, like, okay, I'm going to we can go back out, you know, we can go do things that we used to do, hang out, go to the restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. I started feeling a little bit more aware of my surroundings, you know, and, um, I don't know. I just started picking up on, and this was before really it became a thing of like, Hey, it's, you know, prices are going up and food shortages and baby formula shortages. And, you know, whatever before it was really, you know, apparent, to some people or whatever, because I can say, thank you, Jesus. I'm not even trying to, you know, be braggadocious or nothing. I'm just saying I'm truly grateful that during these times that we are blessed with what we have, you know what I'm saying? But that can make you blinded to others, right? So I guess with growth and change, I'm able to see others, you know, needs, I guess, and I can see when other people are hurting. And um, I guess I had to step back also because it, it can, you can kind of, become like a um, I I don't know, like a receptive, a receptive, I don't know, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but like a electrical, magnetic, kinetic energy for another person's emotions just by walking and being around them, et cetera, or just paying too much attention to them or whatever. But um, I just got to start picking up on like a lot of people maybe was feeling sad because I'm not in a sad state at all. I'm very happy. I have a lot of things going on. I like being creative. I like Cooking, I think like cooking and um, doing things you love, it's the it's the best when you're happy. You ever had someone who's angry food? I've had it. It's like over-seasoned, peppery, burnt in a lot of cases, you know? And then when you find out from the person who cooked the food, how was their day or whatever, and you could tell they had emotional turmoil. So even down to like food, um, what you put in your body, like water, the way you think, etc. it's all important we know this, right? And I feel like it's been, um, my battle for the last couple of years to kind of be more positive, you know, cause days, everyone has ups and downs days. I would lie to you, tell you if I'm perfect and happy every day, but I will say 99.9% of the time, I'm very happy. Like I'm chilling. We have fun. Like we just kind of like in our own bubble and I'm grateful for that. But, um, sometimes you have to step outside of your bubble and then you, you know what I'm saying? could kind of come in contact with other people and I noticed that when I'm coming in contact with other people I just started feeling sad you know they wouldn't tell me anything like oh I'm having a bad day I, I'm literally like I was at the Seven Eleven, and um I might have even told you this story because this is one of the reasons why I bought a couple of um <laughs> guns it sounds terrible I live in Florida y'all know it's damn near wild wild west but anyway um I was at the 7-Eleven and I'm in line, you know, paying for gas or whatever. And it was no one in the store when I walked into the store. It was just a cashier. So I walked up to the cashier like, hey, how you doing? Da, 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 da. And he was um, like, you know, I guess turning hot dogs or whatever they do. So he wasn't a re- directly at the register. So I'm waiting for him to come back to the register. He comes back to the register. I guess a line started forming. I'm not even paying attention to the line forming because I'm just waiting for him to come back so I can pay for my gas and leave. And I hear this girl or woman in the um, line, like a couple of feet behind me or a couple of people behind me. And she's like, you stupid bitch, move it, move it, you stupid bitch and going off. Right. And so I thought maybe she was on the phone because, you know, sometimes people will be on their phone and be allowed to have no um, awareness of their surroundings and they're just Talk like they're in their house. So I was like, okay, maybe it's one of those. I'm not gonna look because you know I hate that. Like someone's on the phone talking and you look at them. And they're like, yeah, so what? I'm on the phone. What? You know. So I was just like, anyway, not even paying any attention. So I swipe my gas. I mean, swipe. You know, pay for my gas and I'm leaving. As I turn to leave out, I look back and she's like, yeah, bitch, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I was like, what? This bitch was like six nine. I would have to shoot her and that's it. And I'm not a violent person like that in my old age. But I ain't ain't fighting nobody either. So I was like, oh, okay. And so after that, I just made my choice because I I looked at her and I wasn't even like, who the fuck you talking? Because that probably would, you know, pre-pandemic, probably would have been my response, you know? I'm like, who the fuck you talking to? What? With no gun, no ammunition or whatever, out there wilding. I probably would have. Nah, but you know what I mean. I probably would have been. Less aware of my surroundings, right? But um, I looked at her and I kind of looked at her, you know, up and down, and I really like, you know, and not even because of the way she was dressed or anything like that, but I could tell that she was emotionally unstable first and foremost, and maybe going through a rough time, you know what I'm saying? And I could just look at that, and I was just like, you know, all right, y'all have a blessed day, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And when I said that, she looked shocked. And then she was like, "You too, you fucking." T-, you know, and she, I don't know what she said after that because I just walked out. But she was like, "You too," or uh, I don't know. I, I'm assuming I'm gonna say she said, "You too." I don't know, but I was like, you know, have a blessed day. And then like the it was like a lady directly in the line behind me. She was like, "You too," and you know, like gave me like a gesture, or whatever. But I was like, you know, I got home and I was like, oh my god, I didn't even really realize that um she was talking to me. So that made me say like, okay, I gotta definitely be aware because emotions, people's emotions are heightened and I'm not the one, I can't be walking around here and becoming a victim, God forbid. So definitely went, got the concealed license, definitely went, did what I had to do for that because I live in Florida and you can't be talking, you know, a lot of people don't talk out here, you know? So, um, with that being said, I was like, let me, you know, calm, you know, it kind of made me just kind of, um, be calm and you can hear a lot more when you're calm. You can see a lot more for sure when you're calm. And then it's like, you know, it's a lot of these people that are hurting, it's not their fault. It's just the times that we're in. It's fucking crazy, you know. But I'm not going to be a victim for anybody, God forbid. So I was just like, that was something that, um, you know, kind of put me on like, you know, the world is, you know, it's crazy. Like, we got to stay focused, you know. And then the world right now where everything is about money and everything is about, you know, how much you have and, you know, your assets, et cetera. It gets crazy you know when you see a lot of people are uh, having um housing shortage and food shortage and you know milk shortage and whatever else you know so um i just try to kind of let you know do a song to let people know that we all go through it you know what i'm saying we are going through it currently together you know and um I, this the time that we had in quarantine made me look at it different you know look at you know friends what they're going through differently. You know, like, for example, um, I saw a meme or a post the other day, and I was like, yo, I feel this. I feel this. It was like, um, just in a nutshell, basically saying how a person was in a hospital dying, right? And, you know, the doctors are trying to revive them, trying to revive them, and they're being cussed out on their cell phone, the sort of phone is just buzzing next to them as everyone's trying to give them CPR, you know, revitalizing them. And this person is dying and they're trying to save this person's life. While they're saving this person's life or trying to, a family member or a friend is cussing them out for not being there for them. And I don't know, that just blew me away reading that story you know, because that's kind of, you know, where I'm at. Not saying like, you know, I'm the victim dying or I'm the person calling and cussing them out, but I can relate to both of them. And I just said, you know, I feel like um, we need to have more compassion for each other instead of saying, um, oh, look, I'm calling you because I'm pissed off and I got somebody, somebody to talk to you, you know, say, hey, what are you going through? How are you doing? You know what I'm saying? And um, maybe share some tips of strength, and some tips of manifestations and some tips of positive energy versus like just sharing the downtrodden experience or sharing each other's pain. Definitely want to talk through it and be a support system for each other. But, you know, let's kind of motivate each other to get past this, this time. Cause like, I, like they always say, this too shall pass. Right. So, um, that's what moon rocks is for. It's like, yeah, we're on earth. We all agree. Earth is ghetto, but, um, we're shooting for the moon. You know what I'm saying? So, And they say, shoot for the moon and you land amongst the stars, right? So that's why I say to the moon and we off like a rockets. And then at the time, I can't not go there, but, um, at the time, um, Colossal was really into following the, um, crypto market, the cryptocurrency, and we was watching, I love SNL, you know, I guess it's the New Yorker and me Colossal and I always differ on certain comedy things. Like we love a lot of things in common, but it's certain things like I love Seinfeld, I love Friends. I love um, SNL. These are things that are like, um, it's not black culture, but these things are true New York culture. Like if you are from New York, you could relate to these shows as well, you know? And so it's just like a, I don't know, weird humor. So we were watching SNL because I like SNL. And he's like, oh, my gosh. But I watch it on Sunday mornings, like when we're, you know, I'm making breakfast or whatever, I'll put on SNL. And um, this particular day, um, what is his name? Elon Musk was up there. And he was like, to the moon or whatever. And I told you all of, you know, this kind of happened on the Sunday. And so then, like, you know, later on that day, I'm writing a song. And he was like, to the moon and we off like a rocket. And I was like, yo, that's it. I like that. I see the money trying to put it in my pocket. Lord knows this ain't where it started. <laughs> and it's the truth. It, it, we are not where we started. You know what I'm saying? Like we are in a lot better positions in life. I'm, I've come a long way in life. I'm grateful for that, you know, with my health, mental, physical, financial, spiritual, emotional, you know. And um, people will try and tear you down every day. Like, oh, no, I got to bring you back to where I knew you so I can say, ah, ah, ah because I don't want to change. So it's a fight for you to stay growing, you know, and I'm proud of the fight that I put up. I'm proud of how, how far I've come. So I think um, Moon Rocks reflects that for me. And um, yeah, I want to share that with y'all too. So you probably heard it already on all streaming platforms because you know how I do. But at the same time, I wanted to go ahead and get that out to y'all so you can hear it on she can talk because a lot of my um listeners i noticed that um you guys just listen to podcasts and that's cool that's why i'm here for you but um if you didn't listen to it on spotify it's on spotify pandora apple itunes um deezer everywhere you can stream music youtube youtube music it's everywhere you can stream music right but um at the same time i know that some people just listen to podcasts so if that's the case and if you have one of those well this might be your first time listening to moon rocks and welcome welcome check it out and tell me what you think but um you already know how I do it ain't change if you like it tell a friend if you ain't like it tell a friend it's not gonna hurt me either way you know people be thinking that when you say you don't like something it hurts them but sometimes I you know a lot of times I notice when you say you don't like something it makes the people that you tell talking to it makes them go check it out and then nine times out of ten I'm I'm giving you a little bit of my um madness behind my quote so you know I always say that if you like it tell a friend if you don't like it tell a friend you know what I'm saying because either way you look at it that friend is gonna go check it out too so thank you hey and it's been working so I appreciate it y'all so like I tell you all the time if you like it (laughs) tell a friend and if you don't Please still tell a friend because it's not going to hurt either way. We're going to get into Moon Rocks here. I got some more stuff because I got to, um, but I didn't want to put it all in one episode. All right. I don't know. Like I was thinking about a way to break this news to y'all, like maybe a picture or something. But um, I don't really show pictures of me anyway. So there you go. But I got a surprise for y'all. Some of y'all might know what it is already. And y'all might be like, it really wasn't a surprise. Like it wasn't a surprise, but for some of you that don't know, and if you do know what I'm talking about, I want to elaborate a little bit onto my surprise and why I did that, but we'll talk about that on the next episode, until then, I want you all to spread love, it's the Brooklyn way, you already know how I do, if you like it, tell a friend, if you don't like it, tell a friend, With this moon rocks joint we're about to drop, and love on you, because you can't love me if you don't love you, right? So love on yourself. Give yourself a hug. Look in the mirror. Give yourself some positive words of affirmation. You're beautiful. You're kind. You're smart. You got the fat booty. Whatever you need to do, tell it to yourself and talk to yourself first and show yourself all that love first. So that way we can go out there and spread it in the world. So you already know until next time, I'm your host, Colleen. She can talk streaming on all digital platforms. Once again, I love you all. So happy to be back. Be back with y'all. Enjoy y'all fourth. Stay safe out there. If y'all are doing the fireworks, make sure you're doing them in a safe manner. If you're eating and grilling and chilling, have fun. Stay safe and just spread love. All right. From my ears, excuse me, from my mouth to your ears. One love. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>
1: To the moon and I morph like a rocket. For so long I worked hard each and every day Uh, Putting on a forced smile hoping I can stay uh Thinking this is a game that I had to play Code switching thinking this was gonna get me paid Uh, Lost myself, the rap game is now corporate Who can help cause these deals they not offering Left the city for a life more comforting My old life keep calling so I'm jumping in Grab my mask, grab my gloves, pandemic shit Who would last, who to love, man never wins Forget the past, cause looking back is never it uh, Moving forward towards it, seeing everything in my life, I'm proud I'm living in it Married beef like the wife, no questioning it Ever should there be beef, just know I'm grilling it Sauce and toss up a loss, stay marinating in it I see the money trying to put it in my pocket Lord knows this ain't where it started On my soul, this ain't where it's stopping To the moon and it's off like a rocket A year in quarantine will make you think of everything Uh Evaluate your life, your friends, I mean everything Thoughts about what you may have missed, FOMO First chance, we flying out like YOLO Change is hard, yet it's easy to do old things. Uh, It's a part of growth when you say you want change. uh Had to look inside of me, although uncomfortable. Had to heal parts of me, cause that's important too. I articulate with intent when I move. Uh, Concise when I speak, not to get misconstrued. Leave out that ego, but know I'm still with it. Coming out real grateful, cause I done seen some shit. Uh, Those in the struggle, yo, I show you my respect. uh I know what you go through on a daily just to get the check. Easy to floss on the gram But can't get up at 5am So I know who's really working I see the money trying to put it in my pocket Lord knows this ain't where it started On my soul this ain't where it's stopping To the moon and it's off like a rocket See the money trying to put it in my pocket Lord knows this ain't where it started on my soul this ain't where it's stopping To the moon and it's off like a rocket To the moon and it's off like a rocket